Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Happy New Year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God, 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 glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm gone. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, Demetria, for sharing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can we just worship him for a second and then we'll get into the devotional? Um, I don't care if it's one, two, three, four, five. I won't care about numbers. This one I was laughing. I'm like, most people are probably going to be asleep. And my son was like, Mama, you'll preach to one person. And I said, you are right. So I'm so excited to give the word this morning. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, for the ministry of reconciliation. We thank you, Lord God, for you are God. You are King. You are Lord. You are grace. You are peace. You are mercy. You are justice. You are our friend, Lord God. You are supreme ruler. And we just give ourselves over to you this morning. And we just give our time over to you this morning. And we thank you for your grace. And we thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for your love. And we thank you, Father God. You are a sovereign, a fair God, a just God, my God, a merciful God, and a living God. We thank you, Father God. Right now, you are a living God and you are establishing peace in us. You are establishing harmony in our homes. You are redeeming the time. You are redeeming the loss. You are restoring us, Lord God. We are not behind because we are moving at the speed of God. And your grace and your mercy is with us and it endures forever. We thank you, Lord God. You have not changed your mind about us, Lord God. We thank you. You have not changed your mind about us, Lord God. We thank you for that. We thank you for visiting and inhabiting your people. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You are welcomed here. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father God, for painting us as beautiful canvases, Lord God. We thank you. We are light and we are love and we are peace and that you are flowing through us, Lord God. 
And we thank you, Father God, that you are capable to redeem any time that we thought was a loss, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. 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 We settle this today. We settle this right now, Lord God. We settle who you are in our lives, Lord God. And we thank you, Father. We cast away all anxiety, all manner of fear, all worry, all doubt. And we just keep our eyes set on you, Lord God. We thank you. 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 My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 My God, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. We 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 thank you for your glory. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for a fresh anointing. We thank you for a fresh wind blowing. My God. We thank you for your power, your protection, and your provision. We thank you for wisdom that passes all understanding. We thank you, Father God, for the call on our life, Lord God. We thank you. You are clear to us, Lord God. You are clear. We lift you higher, Lord God. We just say thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You are a sovereign, just, and fair, and loving, and amazing, and an awesome Father. You are provider you are protector, you are healer, Holy Spirit, you are comforter, you are my mentor, you are my coach, Jesus, you are my savior, my God, you are my miracle worker, you are my intercessor, I thank you, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I thank you for revealing yourself to me in so many ways, I thank you, Lord God, I thank you, 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 Holy Spirit, I thank you, Holy Spirit, I thank you, thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for loving. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Me too, Yara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 My God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for redeeming the time, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just raise a hallelujah to him. Just just bless his name. Just raise a hallelujah. I feel the spirit of the Lord. I felt him all morning. I feel him. I feel him. Just bless his name. Hallelujah. 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 Glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just felt the shift in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. 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 
sometimes it's hard for us to forget that everyone didn't come into the same um into the new year with the same feelings or the same emotions. Um, some people came into the new year with still the same problems and the same issues and, um, feeling the burden. And we need to always raise a hallelujah. We need to always set our atmosphere in praise. We all need to always remind ourselves just to be grateful and gracious and just to love on God. And I've found that anytime that I love on him and I just spend that time worshiping and praising him and loving on him and blessing his name that it just begins to restore me and it just begins to refresh me and renew me and I just love him I just love you daddy I just love you I just love how much I thank you for loving me I thank you for loving me and I just love you daddy I just love you I love you so much I love you so much I just bless you praise you I just love you so much I love you 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 and I'm not ashamed of the gospel I love you 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 I need you Jesus I need you, Holy Spirit. I love you. I love you. I thank you, Father God. I thank you. 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 Lord God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 My God. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, we thank you. I want to read first Peter five and eight over us. And I just want to get into the devotional, but I want to share something with you also about Peter today. Um, I woke up with just some things are sounding in my ear and hopefully what I share with you will encourage you um, to keep the journey, as the older people say, um, to keep moving forward, um, to not back down, to not think that you can't be used, and to not to not think you're worthy. And so I might read First Peter five and eight, and it says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about seeking." whom he may devour. And so you're going to have to sober up. You're going to have to become sober. You're going to have to make sure your mind is sober. You're going to have to make sure. And when we start talking about sobriety or to be sober um, or sober minded, um, we're talking about um, finding our sobriety in God finding um, ourselves and putting ourselves, not allowing ourselves to be captivated by any type of influence that would lead us away from the ju from sound judgment or biblical wisdom, anything that would try to lead us into temptation, anything that would try to intoxicate us and anything that would leave us in a lull, anything that would put us under pressure. Um, and so we've got to sober up. We've got to know our spiritual truths and we've got to hold on to those spiritual truths so that we can walk into the fullness of who Christ called us to be. Now, if you don't know if this is your first time or you're logging on later, I am a mother of boys and 
as I sat down this morning, it was so funny. Somebody put their little man here on purpose. <laughs> so I know it was intentional because he wasn't on the couch when I left last night. And so I'm going to leave him up here. I guess he's supposed to be, he's a little soldier. I guess he's supposed to be protecting me this morning. And that is why I, could, I just, I love being the mother of boys. I love being the mother of boys. They are so funny. So I got this little person sitting up over my shoulder this morning. I think it's pretty cool. I want to talk to you a little bit um, <laughs> about Peter. I want to talk to you. I know, like for real, like he just. He parked, he positioned. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Peter. We're still going to get into Ephesians. Um, we're still doing that. But I love when God takes me on a journey of explaining and giving me examples. And, I w and when he brought Peter up this morning um, and the significance of Peter in Jesus's life, I begin to understand why he was telling me. I don't, I know y'all, I don't know. It could be Jojo because Jojo is funny. So I don't know, but whoever it is, we got a little person hanging out with us. Um, but I want to talk to you about some characteristics in Peter. And I know that if you listen to this and you receive this, you'll understand what God is saying to us as we get into Ephesians. So he just told us to sober up. He gave me the scripture to read over us. First Peter to be sober, to be vigilant. So the sobriety has to set in and we've got to understand this. So I want to explain to you a little bit about who Peter was in the Bible and the significance of Peter and the significance of Peter to Jesus and the relationship between Peter and Jesus, because it was not perfect. It was not perfect. There was not a perfect relationship between Peter and Jesus. As a matter of fact, Peter did too much often. Um, but I love this relationship. Um, Peter was enthusiastic. Peter was strong willed. He was impulsive. Um, and sometimes Peter could be really brash, right? Um, Peter had very several failings in his life. And still the Lord chose him and continued to mold him, my God, into exactly who he intended Peter to be. And John 1, 4 and 2, we see where God changes Peter's name from Simon to Cephas. And so no matter, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure because God knew Jesus, God knew Peter. I mean, God knew Peter, Jesus knew Peter. He knew his character. He already knew who he was. He was all discerning and all knowing. He still chose him. Peter was one of Jesus's closest friend. He was his apostle and he was a pillar to the church. And so I think we need to home in on some significant things here because there is something big about this relationship with Peter. He was walking with Jesus and still making mistakes, right? He was a natural born leader. He became the spokesman for the 12 tribe. And he was um, divinely, you know, he was, he was, 
just divine. He first confessed Jesus as the Christ. He was first to recognize Jesus was as the Christ, but his impetuousness and his rashness, um, sometime left him in, um, different situations. He was the one that would walk on water. Um, he was the one that rebuked Jesus. Um, he was swiftly corrected by the Lord. Um, it was him who drew his sword and attacked the high priest of the servant, John 18 and four, 18 and 10. Um, he was, uh, he was the one who said he would never leave and forsake the Lord, Matthew 26 and 33. And we know that he did deny and forsake the Lord, but no matter what Peter's ups and downs were the Lord Jesus. And if you can get this by yourself about yourself, and if you can begin to understand this by about yourself and you can begin to understand your righteousness and your worthiness, then as God begins to call you into the things of the deep and call you into the more of him and ask and ask you to, and for you to be used by him, then you won't cancel or qualify yourself out by the mistakes that you made, right? And so even in the midst of this, all his ups, all his downs, the Lord Jesus remained his loving Lord and faithful God. And Jesus reaffirmed Peter consistently as the rock. So if Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him, he knew he knew Peter was going to deny him. He told Peter he was going to deny him. Jesus knew the flaws of every disciple and every person connected to him, yet he still loved him, yet they were still instrumental in establishing Jesus's church here on earth. And even after the resurrection, Jesus specifically names Peter as one who needs to hear the good news. That's Mark 16 and seven, right? And he forgives Peter and he restores Peter. And I just, I know God, I know when he's showing us an example through someone, he's saying, and you too, <laughs> he's saying, and you too. And he commissions him as an apostle, regardless of how perfect he walks with him or not. And Jesus established and said to Peter, you're going to be the foundational building of the church. My God. And Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. We can see that in Acts, Act 2. He was present when the Samaritans received the Holy Spirit, Act 8. Um, he was summoned into, uh, the home of the Roman centurion soldier Cornelius, right? And they received the Holy spirit that's in Acts 10. So Peter unlocked my God, three different worlds and opened the door to the church of the Jews, to the Samaritans and the Gentiles. And he was not perfect. He, he was not perfect. He was flawed. He was not perfect. And so I'm just going to be honest. We as people counsel, cancel. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I know why he led us there. I know why he wants us to take a look in Peter's life. It's because he wants us to understand that without a doubt, he's going to use us. Without a doubt, he's going to use us. Without a doubt, he's going to get the glory out of our life. Without a doubt, whether we're like Peter and we're bold and we're brave and we're walking on water and then we take our eyes off Christ 
and we begin to sink and then the Lord has to come in and resurrect us. It does not matter. He's saying to us this morning, I still have those same spiritual blessings for you. My God, I thank you. I still have you set apart. I still foreknew you. I still predestined you. I still, no matter whether or not your walk with me was perfect. I still, and Jesus never, my God, never disconnected himself from Peter. He never said, Peter, you're sinful, go away. He never pushed Peter back. He never told Peter he was unworthy and would never be used. He never told, he never told Peter that he never told Peter. He couldn't continue to walk with him as a disciple. Thank you, Lord. I needed this. He never told Peter he was a failure. He never told, told Peter he wasn't worthy. He never told him. Now he rebuked him and he dealt with him on some issues, but he never, ever, ever casted Peter from his presence. He never did that. And if you, and if we'll go through the journey and begin to look at that, Peter, Peter never, ever, ever, um, Peter never, ever, ever besides denying him ran from Jesus either. Right. But he continued to grow even in Antioch. Um, where he enjoyed the fellowship of Gentiles, right? Peter, Peter was trying to appease them, right? And Paul dealt with him and dealt with his hypocrisy and said it to Peter's face in Galatians 2, 11, 14. He said, you being a hypocrite right now, right? And so we see this, we see this and we see these life lessons through Peter and we see Jesus saying to Peter and how we know Jesus was still confirming his worthiness and how he doesn't Yara. He does not. He does not. He does not. He came here in human form and he knew we were going to fail and he knew we were going to jack some stuff up and he went, but what happens is we close ourselves off to him. He never closes ourselves off to us. And we get so consumed in our mess and consumed in our sin and consumed on our mistakes. We begin to close ourselves off to him and we begin to decide that this is our level of worthiness or this is the only level of blessings we can have, or this is the only how, this is only how much God can use us. And God is like, that is not my truth. That's not how I look at you. Yeah, Debbie, you are part of the plan. <laughs> you are a part of the plan. And so as we just quickly journeyed through Peter's life, we see, um, we see Peter grow through Christ and with Christ. We will not ever see ourselves. Remember John 15 when we gave, we gave the scripture and I just used the fifth verse. Remain in me, remain locked in, remain base, remain strong, remain consistent, remain in my face, remain in my presence, right? Lock yourself into me. Stay stuck with me. Does not matter to me. Jesus was saying, I need you to lock into me. I need you to stay stuck. I need you to be a bound. I need you to be a base. I need you to be like glue. I need you to become firm in this thing. I need you no matter what, even when I'm pruning to you and even when I'm revealing to you, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you need to deal with these deceitful places in your heart. And even when I'm revealing to you, you need to deal with lust. And even when I'm revealing to you, you need to deal with greed. And even when I'm dealing with you and 
telling you, you need to deal with your carnal places. And even when I'm dealing with you and saying this, I'm not casting you away from my presence. My God, this is so powerful. I'm not casting you away from my presence. That's not what's happening. I'm pruning you so you can produce more fruit. I'm pruning you. And so it's more important for Jesus, for us to be in connected and to stay in his presence than it is for him to cast, to move away from him. If he casts us away, it's because we were not divinely connected, but his desire is never to cast us away. And we see this through G we through this, we see this through Peter's life. So I've been I've been posting um, some confessions on Facebook and I hope you've been reading them about your righteousness so that we could be established in who we are in Christ Jesus. And I've been saying, say this. And the reason I've been saying, say this is so that you could hear it in your ears and understand how meaningful you are to God and how meaningful you are to the plan and that your <coughs> righteousness could be established because most of us don't understand righteousness. Most of us don't understand grace and we are hiding ourselves from God when God is never hiding from us. And we don't want to open ourselves up to him because we feel as if we're not worthy. We feel as if we can't be, we can't move beyond or past what God is saying or what God is doing. And God is showing us through Peter Absolutely not. Here is this man that was in my presence. That was my disciple. That was my apostle that was jacked up <laughs> that, that would ride high in faith and then fall. That's what he did when he walked out of water. He was big faith on water. And then he started putting his eyes on other things, right? He started putting his eyes in other places. And so it's, we see here that Peter is developing and growing and being connected to Christ and not away from him. Being connected, that should be enough for you to make a decision. You say, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done being unstable. I'm done backing away from you. I'm done to on today, off tomorrow. That I'm done with all that. I can't afford to do that. Or I'm not going to produce the fruit that I'm supposed to do, produce. I'm not going to grow up the way that I need to grow up. And so here's some things we learn, learn through Peter. Peter. One, um, Jesus helps us to overcome fear. Jesus helps us to overcome fear. Peter found his courage in following Christ. That's where he found his courage. He didn't find his courage outside of Christ. He didn't find his courage in other places. He found his courage in Christ. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear. That's first John four and 18. He didn't find his courage being disconnected from Christ right? He found his courage being connected to Christ. And that is so, so big. So if you've been trying to figure out whether or not, thank you, Holy Spirit, you're worthy enough to walk your walk. You're worthy enough to serve. You're worthy enough um, to work in kingdom. You're worthy enough to fulfill the assignment, right? That you're supposed to fulfill. 
I'm telling you, just like Peter, just like Lakeisha, you're worthy enough because God created you. God decided to fulfill this perfect plan in you. I, I'm going to read you something in Deuteronomy that blessed me and helped me to see how sovereign God is in fulfilling his plan and how important it is for him to fulfill his plan in our life. The second thing that we learned through Peter is Jesus forgives Jesus forgives our unfaithfulness. That should be enough for you to shout right there. That should be enough for you to shout right there. Jesus forgives our unfaithfulness. Even though Peter fervently, um, come on now, Peter fervently denied the Lord three times, right? And it would seem as if he burned his bridges. It would seem like he had done something in which he had burned his bridges. He's in a position where he denied Jesus three times. He's like, no, I'm, I, he denied him. Fear came in and he denied him three times. He walked away from him three times. He said when they asked him, weren't you the person that were with Christ? He walked away three times. And then this is what I love. No matter his failure, Jesus still rebuilt him. <laughs> and I, I, I'm like, my mind is blown. No matter his failure, Jesus rebuilt him. Jesus came back and said, I'm going to rebuild you, rebuild you. And not only am I getting ready to rebuild you, I'm getting ready to restore you to service. I'm getting ready to restore you to service. I'm going to restore you to ministry. I'm going to restore you to this business. I'm getting ready to restore you to marriage. I'm getting ready to restore you to motherhood. No matter how unfaithful you are, I'm getting ready to restore you. <laughs> I'm getting ready to restore you. Second Timothy 2 and 13 says, if we are faithless, if we are faithless, he will still remain faithful for he cannot disown himself. Even if we are faithless, he will still remain for, for he cannot, he can't disown himself. He cannot disown himself and you are his. So he cannot deny you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rebuild. He cannot deny you. He cannot disown you no matter how imperfect you've been because it would be him disowning his self. So even in his unfaithfulness, my God, and if you're going to receive the spiritual blessings, which are going to manifest the earthly blessings, you got to know that you are worthy, that uh, God is looking to complete a thing for you. So it says, and then this is what I love. Jesus is so patient with us. Jesus is so patient with us. The enemy loves you to think that Jesus is not patient with you. The enemy loves to rush you. The enemy loves to make you think when it's not working. Holy Spirit, thank you for this lesson on this morning. Thank you for this lesson on this morning. He loves to make you think Jesus will not be patient with you so that you can disconnect so that you won't keep pressing into the things of God. But Jesus, Jesus is so patient. Peter needed correction and the Lord gave it with patience. Peter needed correction 
and God gave it to him, right? He's looking. He said, I will instruct you and teach you in the ways you should go. That's Psalms 32 and 8. You're not going to have all the answers. You're not going to be perfect in this. This is not going to look um, in this perfect this perfect way. It's not going to look like this, right? But Jesus is so patient with you. My God, he's just so patient for you. Whitney, this is a powerful lesson for the first lesson. This is so powerful and Jesus will remain faithful and he's not going to disown you and he's going to instruct you and teach you the way you should go. And so even when you get jacked up or you mess up, he's going to pop you right back in place and say, "Mm mm-mm. We're going, we're not going to lean into our own understanding. We're not going to be caught up into this negativity. We're not going to do all these things. So Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you for your patience with us. And so you got to operate that same patient with yourself. You got to remind yourself, I'm not perfect in this. And if I was, then there, there would be no need for grace. There will be no needs for grace. And then the next part of this I love is that we learn through Peter. Jesus sees us as he intends us to be. Man, Jesus sees us as he intends us to be like Jesus doesn't see our roughness. Jesus doesn't see our recklessness. Jesus doesn't see our flakiness. Jesus doesn't see our instability. That is not how Jesus sees us. Jesus sees us as he intends us to be. When we very first look at the relationship between Jesus and Simon, right? Jesus, Peter was like, I mean, he was rough. He was reckless, right? But in Jesus's eye, he saw him as a rock. In Jesus's eye, he saw him as a rock. He who began a work in you will carry it out on to completion. Philippians 1, 6. He's going to carry it out into completion. God is not going to create you. He's not going to endue you with special gifts. He's not going to you. He's not going to call you to justice or judgeship or whatever he's calling you to and not complete his work in you. The only way the work in you will not be completed is if you resist him. That that's the only way the work in him is not going to be completed because you resist the completion of the work because you won't stay on the vine because you won't um, allow him to prune you. That is the only way the work is not going to be completed in you is because you won't allow it to be completed in you. And then I think the final message of what we see in Peter is (laughs) I love God. He will use the unlikely. He will use what doesn't make sense. He, he, he will use what doesn't make sense. He will use who doesn't make sense. He will take the foolish things and confound the wise, right? Peter was, Peter had a different boldness to him. And because he had been with Jesus, Jesus made the difference. So he's going to complete and he's going to finish you and he's going to use you. So as we begin to talk about spiritual blessings and 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 the earthly blessings you need to know that the lord is saying to you today even in your unfaithfulness even in your recklessness 
even the times that you've abandoned me, these spiritual blessings are still available to you. I don't see you like you see you. I don't look at you like you look at you. I look at you with hope. I look at you that you're going to be exactly what I call you to be. I look at you as the rock. I look at you as stable. I look at you as powerful. I look at you as worthy. I'm giving you my last name. My God, I'm giving you my last name when I'm, when you accept me as Christ and you become a Christian. So I'm Lakeisha Christian, right? I'm Lakeisha, I'm Lakeisha little Christ. I'm accepting, I'm accepting you. When I become a Christian, I'm accepting you as Christ. And that's changing absolutely everything. That doesn't matter who your genealogy is. It doesn't matter what your last name is, what your legal last name is. When I accept you as Christ, my identity becomes in you as a Christ follower. And that identity triumphs anything. So you're not abandoned. You're not orphaned. You're not forgotten about Jesus is perfect. So you have no need to be perfect. You're not gonna, you're not ever going to be perfect. You're going to be able to, to imitate him here on earth, but you're still going to need the help of the cross. You're still going to need Jesus. You're still going to need the blood. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. But he gave you his last name. Your last name is irrelevant. Your inheritance, your genealogy is irrelevant because once you became a Christ follower, Peter failed Jesus. He denied Jesus and Jesus continually forgave him and restored him. Jesus understands every weakness, every circumstance. And so, Father, I thank you for this today. I know why you gave us this. I know why this was the very first lesson in the year. So that because sometimes when we start hearing of the spiritual blessings, when we start looking at spiritual gifts, when we see these truths in us, if we don't have a firmness in who we are in Christ, we will only mentally ascend this. And you can tell when it's mental ascension, because when it's mental ascension, there's no evidence of it in your life. You cannot, I need to share this with you and I need you to understand this. I see people who say things all the time, but they're not living it out in their life. You cannot be in count in touch with the Holy spirit. You cannot be in touch with Jesus and the glory of the God of God is not manifesting in your life. You can say a thousand scriptures. You can post 150 things on Facebook, but if it is only mental ascent, there will be no evidence. There's no growth. There's no fruit. And you're just saying things out of popularity or you're saying things as a parrot out of commonality and it's not um, revelation in your life because when the word becomes revelation in your life, it's not just a mental ascent. It takes root and it begins to grow in you and the evidence is seen in you by the fruit that's on your tree. Well, how do we get to this fruit? 
understanding our identity of who we are in Christ Jesus, allowing the Holy Spirit to mature and grow us up so that we become absolutely everything that we're supposed to become in kingdom because God already designed it for us. God already designed it for us. That's why I always say to you, I would rather you have five scriptures that you focus on, that you chew on, that you get developed in, then you quote a million scriptures that haven't taken any root in you. I ain't interested in that. Like, I don't even want to, I just, for my own life, I don't want to be, I can say thus, this, thou, this, but it's not evident in my life and I'm still mean and I'm still cantankerous and I'm still cussing people out or I'm still not walking love or I won't serve the poor or I won't tithe or I won't sow or I won't love people compassionately or I won't take care of widows or I won't take care of the sick and go to the sick or I won't serve the homeless. If none of those things are producing out of my life, then the word is not developing me, which means I'm not divinely connected to the vine. He inhabits the praises of his people. The Holy Spirit will grow you up. And I, 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 I know that God is showing us this and that we've got to be patient. We got to choose slowly. I have a thing that I say, small bites still equal a meal, small bites still equal a meal. So don't, don't think that small bites are not equal in a meal. Yeah, ask for that revelation. Lord, show me who I am in you. Father God, help me to understand. Holy Spirit, help me to stop running away. Some some of us some of us have ran for too long. We get a bite of Christ and we take off running. And Christ is like, "No, I need you to keep eating here." Christ is like, "I need you to keep eating here." Like I need you to keep eating here. I need you to keep eating here. I didn't cast you from my presence. I didn't, I didn't cast you from my presence. I didn't, I, I never told you to leave me. I never told you to get away from me. I never told you to depart from me. I might've rebuked you, right? I might have done that, but I'm not casting you away, right? I want to read this to you in Deuteronomy nine. And I love this. This is um, victory by God's grace. And and then we're going to close out and pray. It says, listen, O Israel, today you are about to cross the Jordan River, River to take over the land belonging to nations much greater and more powerful than you. They live in cities with walls that reach to the sky. The people are strong and tall, descendants of the famous Anakite giants. You've heard the saying, who can stand up to the Anakites? But recognize today that the Lord your God is the one who will cross over ahead of you. My God, like a devouring fire to destroy them. He will subdue them so that you will quickly conquer them and drive them out just as the Lord has promised. It's so much wealth and rich in this. Um, After the Lord your God has done this for you, don't say in your hearts, the Lord has given us this land because we are such a good people. Don't say, no, it it is because of the wickedness of the other nations that is he is pushing them out of your way. It is not because you are so good or have such integrity that you are about to occupy their land. The Lord your God will drive these nations out ahead of you 
only because of their wickedness and to fulfill the oath he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you must recognize that the Lord of your God is not giving you the good land because you are good for you are not. You've been stubborn. You're not. You've been stubborn. You, that, this is what he's saying to him. This is what he's saying. And then he starts telling him about all these stubborn, their stubborn and rebellious ways. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this because of this is what I swore by. I'm doing this because this is what I said of your life. I'm doing this because this is what I called you to. That's why grace has to be sufficient for us. And we have to understand this is that man. This is powerful. We have to understand the sufficiency of the grace because we don't always get it right. And God is like, no, I got to fulfill your plan because this is the books that I wrote about you. I already wrote you in my book. And this is what I said about you in my book. So I'm not doing this because you've been perfect. I'm not doing this because you've been perfect. I'm doing this because of your will, my plan for you. And this is why I'm going to do this. Man, what a word today. 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 Chew on this today. Chew on Peter's life as an example. Chew on the fact that the promises of God are yes and amen. Chew on the fact that there is a call on your life. There is an anointing on your life. There is a grace for your life. There is a work for you to do. And you just got to stay connected. Don't, don't let, tell this year, make this year the decision for development. Make this year the decision for growth. Spiritual blessings don't look necessarily like earthly blessings. Spiritually fine tuning doesn't necessarily look like what this world has taught us. So do not get discouraged if it doesn't look like what you thought. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil and watch what God will do for you. But he planted us in this so that when he's teaching us about these spiritual blessings in Ephesians, when he's telling us how we're supposed to be, that we understand our worthiness because the enemy will tell you you're not worthy to receive this. And God said to us this morning, you're so worthy. God said that. That's what he showed us through Peter. You're so worthy to walk with me. And it's because your worth is not in you. Your worth is in me. Your worth is in me. And then the Holy Spirit is going to fine tune and do the rest. I love how intentional our father is with us. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word. Thank you for a fresh word. Thank you for a fresh anointing. Thank you, Father God, for burning up the chaff in us. Thank you, Father God, for devoting this time to us. Thank you, Father God, for your holiness, your peace, and your truth. Thank you for your justice, and thank you for kingdom. I, I'm so grateful for you. I'm just telling you, um, even yesterday, because I had declared some things out my mouth, the enemy was trying to present a different situation for me, with me, and I stayed persistent. I, like, I stayed persistent no matter what he was saying he was just coming for my car yesterday it was just like crazy stuff and I was like I stayed persistent and I can tell that there was a break in the spirit 
because I made a decision. I'm not going to buckle. I'm not going to trust my eyes. I'm not going to mess up and be messed up regardless of what, um, what, um, regardless of what I'm seeing, I'm going to stay focused on what I'm hearing, which I'm hearing the word of God, <laughs> like wh which I'm hearing the word of God, which I'm hearing the word of God. And so even yesterday, some crazy stuff was going on with my cars. Like, what is this? And then I'm like, no, it doesn't even matter what it is because of my purpose, because of my call, because of what you said about my life. I'm going to stay persistent to my truth. Um, if this is your first log time logging on, or you've been here before, make sure you get connected to the ministry, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Do me a favor. Um, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do not forget, right? Plant your seed for the beginning of the year. I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't care if it's a 50 cents, become a sower, establish the first day of the year. Say, you know what? I am going to become a sower. I'm going to become a sower and plant your seed at the beginning of the year. And I tell you, it doesn't matter. Seed is seed. But if you want to see every seed multiply after its own kind, make the decision today. I'm going to become a sower or as soon as you get paid, make a decision to sow at the beginning of the year so that your harvest can be multiplied throughout the year and be a consistent, constant sower. It, it, it's going to work for you. It's going to work for you. I, I live by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. And by the seeds I sow, I know that I am receiving. I know I'm just telling you that I'm living by the seeds I sow. I love y'all so much, but more than anything, God loves you. Stay connected. We'll be back here in the morning. I'm loving where God is taking us. I'm feeling the lightness. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm loving where God is taking us. It's exactly what he told us. The prophetic word that was released in November. I think it was November or October is exactly what he said. I love y'all so much. I'll see you back in the morning. Share the devotional. Invite someone in. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.